This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I am super excited about today's show. Today, we are going to start a two-part series that I think is going to help a lot of people. Uh, This is a result of just some things that have happened recently to me. Uh, As most of you know, if you've listened to my previous shows, you know at the end of... uh, at the end of July, I ended up getting the coronavirus very severely, very acute, very violent, and um, lasted into the beginning of August. And then from there, it's, things have been really good. I, I will say that I've made a full recovery. I, I arguably feel better now than I ever have in my entire life. My endurance is good. My breathing is good. Um, I, I can't be more thankful and grateful, for, really, for the whole entire experience. Um, you know, you've heard me on one of my shows say it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It's like the Great Reset because it just changed my perspective on so many things. You know, having a near-death experience and surviving it and 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 uh, moving forward, it just feels like everything in life is a second chance. So uh, I'm, I'm thankful that it all happened. I'm thankful that it all worked out. But most of all, I'm most thankful that I'm still here and uh, I can still communicate and uh, have a life to hopefully inspire other people to be better. Since that experience, obviously, I went into a a really deep dive into the research of this, because as you've heard me mention before, I was really shocked that I was even in a place to get the coronavirus just because I stay in physically good shape. I eat clean food and drink clean water and really try to manage myself and my stress well. And I just felt like I was in a place that I, it shouldn't have happened. And I definitely didn't feel like it should have happened to to the extent that it did or being as sick as I got. But even then, life is a humbling experience. You take it for what it's worth. You find the positives in a, in, a, in a tough situation. And in the middle of all this research that I've been doing, I mean, this research has been continuing. I mean, so I'm a month into this and I've just dug really deep into this. And, and all I really found is just a ton of corruption, um, you know, a ton of corruption. This is something that has been planned for a long time. Uh, there's it's it's nothing more than biological warfare. This has been an attack on this country. It's been an attack on the world. The more I dig into this and the more I look at what's happening now with all the mandates and all this stuff, um, that was the agenda. I mean, I have no doubt. I know there are people out there that truly believe the, the vaccination is saving their lives. And that's fine. You believe what you believe. And I'm, I'm not going to force my beliefs on you. But I'm going to ask that you don't force your beliefs on me and we, we move forward. But in the middle of this, something far more important than that has happened. And it's it's really something that kind of surprised me. So as I dug deeper into this and spent more time researching and trying to understand uh, moving forward, uh, I just found myself being in a place where I was just unsettled and starting to lose my happiness and joy and just feeling uneasy. And as I started to start to look at started to look at my life from 50,000 feet and kind of ask myself, what the heck is wrong with me? Why do I have this uneasiness? Where's, you know, where's my confidence? Where's my swagger? Where's my excitement for life? Um, it, it, I really fa- figured out that my uneasiness was coming because I, I fell into the same trap that most of the world has. Right. So I fell into this web and and this web is basically it's designed to do that. It's designed to keep us full of fear, full of worry, full of concern, um, you know, takes our confidence, you know, it takes our focus. That's the number one thing is is that's what was creating my uneasiness and my unhappiness is that. For the better part of the 18 months, I had been extremely focused, right? So it took me about a week and a half to two weeks when the 
in, in March of 2020 when this whole thing broke and obviously all of a sudden all the news outlets and all the media outlets and people, the world's turning upside down over the coronavirus. Uh, I just made a decision about two weeks into it that I just decided, you know what, I, I don't believe anything anybody's saying. So until I just know a little bit more, I do believe I'm just going to focus on my life, my health, my businesses. And I put my head down and I really, I mean, I really didn't come up. I mean, I just stayed focused on exactly what I had to do. And my thought on the whole situation was, well, you know, as bad as things are and as bad as things are looking, more people need help than ever before. And I'm in the business of helping people. So let's just focus on doing that. And I basically got my staffs all all in line with that, uh, that philosophy, that belief. I said, you know, we're just going to, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to live in fear. We're not going to, we're not going to march in a single file line. What we're going to do is we're going to help people. If people need help, they can come here and they can get help. In any way we can help them, that's exactly what we're going to do. And that's all we focused on for 18 months plus. And what a sense of joy, what a sense of happiness. There is no better feeling in the world than being able to consistently help other people. And the idea that I get paid to do it is even better. Um, it's just, it's an incredible experience. Uh, I love what I do. And I really love the last 18 months. Even there was a lot of things that came from it. I didn't much care for all the all the media and the fear and all the stuff that they were doing to just to, just to keep us upside down. But what I, I did like is that, you know, it was a great opportunity to help it's a great opportunity to just kind of see where we're at in this world. But most of all, the best part of it is all of my businesses grew by at least 30%. Uh, saw a huge increase, a huge revenue increase, uh, all these things. And it all just came from focus, from the ability to focus. And then all of a sudden I get sick and I fall into the trap that the rest of the world's currently in right now. Not the entire world, but the majority of the world is in right now. Meaning that you spend all day and all night looking at all this stuff. And all of a sudden now, instead of going to bed and getting quality rest because you've given it all each and every day in your office, now all of a sudden you're going home and you're reading all this stuff. You're reading all these theories and reading all these, some of it's conspiracy stuff. Some of it holds weight. Some of it's valid. Sometimes they're, you're, you're listening to experts. But I will say... Uh, this leads you to a sympathetic state. Now, all of a sudden, you're not sleeping as well, and you don't have the energy that you used to have, and it, everything looks like doom and gloom, and it looks like the world's coming to an end, and and, the, and you got this black cloud following you, right? And this is all a result of the way my thinking had changed. So, as I started to examine my life and look at this, I'm like, you know, what in the heck is wrong? What what? I mean, you ask yourself this when you just have this, you have 20 months, 18 months of just focus good things happening. It just seems like every single thing you touch is turning to gold. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, what's, what's happening here? Things are crumbling, right? So things are falling apart. There's moving pieces that are breaking. Where is this coming from? And it wasn't coming from anyone else. It was coming from me. Now I didn't know that. I did have sense enough to know that, okay, something's wrong with you. It's not everybody else. So don't start blaming people. Don't start firing people. Don't start, you know, putting demands on people that are unreasonable and those kind of things. It's, it's look in the mirror, examine yourself and figure out what the heck is wrong. And it took a few days. Uh, a few days later, I figured out, okay, here's what's wrong. I'm spending my time doing exactly what the rest of the world is, is doing, right? I'm spending my time doing exactly what I preach against. You know, I'm literally spending my time on all this negative stuff, and it's still in my joy, still in my happiness, still in my energy. So today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about how do we get our focus back, 
right? So how do we get our focus? We've got to get our focus. And, and this is really the only way we're going to find any level of happiness, right? So I can't imagine the people that, that work at CNN. I mean, they have to be some of the most miserable people on the planet. I can't imagine the people who work uh, for the Washington Post or any of these other news outlets. I can't imagine having a job that all you report is fear, doom, gloom, hatred, bitterness, anger, all this stuff all day long because it consumes you. All of a sudden, I fall in this trap. My research turned into this, this trap where now I'm in this web and I'm starting to think like the rest of the world, right? And I never want to think like the rest of the world and you shouldn't either, okay? So if you're doing exactly what the rest of the world's doing, something is terribly wrong. Uh, everybody who's ever had any success in this world has done things totally opposite. I mean, uh, my favorite my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett, he said, literally, I, I only do, the only thing I do is the opposite of what everybody else is doing. When other people buy, I sell. When other people sell, I buy. You know, and that's created a, a multi-billionaire out of this guy. And that's all he's done. I mean, that's the most simplistic thought. But we should kind of take that idea for everybody else, you know, from, 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 from every other situation. Meaning that, you know what, if everybody else is going to march down this path, I think I'm going to go see what this other one's about. And we are not sheep, okay? We don't follow one another. We are not sheep. Um, <clears throat> ultimately, we have... We have the most complex brain of anything in the entire universe, and we should use it to figure out exactly what is best for us. So as we start looking at this, the first thing is to realize there's a problem, that there is more than likely a lot of your unhappiness and your uneasiness is coming from the amount of time that you're spending on negative things, right? Things that are stealing your joy, sucking the life out of you, making you angry, bitter, before you even get started. All of a sudden, I, I just noticed I was different even driving to the office in the morning. I was like, man, what's wrong with you? Why are you, why are you like, you know, not excited, not fired up, not ready to go, not energetic? And it's all because of what I was spending my time doing. Um, obviously, it started off with a good intent. It started off with a good good intent to learn more and research and dig into the depths of this. But as I got deeper into it and saw how much corruption is involved in this, uh, it just created a place of anger and bitterness and, and, and you know, even a place of concern. I tend to not live in fear. I really don't. I, I feel like most of the worst things in the world that could have happened to me have already happened. So that kind of puts me in a place where I'm, you know, I just don't live in fear. I just, I, I really not one of those people, but I see a lot of people that are living in fear, um, living in extreme fear right now, literally uh, peeking through the blinds in their house, wondering if they should go outside because they're worried about being sick. And I get it. I get their concerns. But at some point, they've got to break through this. And hopefully this two part series will help people break through uh, this. And the first thing, the first step I would say is something that changed my life a long time ago. And really, is the only reason I'm, I'm, I'm here today is because um, <clears throat> someone and Greg Lohman, if you're out there, he's a business coach of mine a long time ago. But he literally when I was in chiropractic school, he came he came to our classroom and he he basically asked how many people uh, how many people in the room were miserable? And the only reason I went to that classroom to uh, to listen to Dr. Greg Lohman speak was because he offered free pizza. And I was too tired and too exhausted to go anywhere else to eat that day. So I said, you know what? I can literally go to the classroom that I just came out of, sit down, listen to this guy speak, get my free pizza, and I, I can move on. And it was all about uh, efficiency for me. I was like, well, I'm just too tired to go anywhere, so I'll just go here and eat that. And 
he he literally started off and, and Greg, you know, was a, a coach of mine for a long period of time. And uh, I learned so much from him and I'm so appreciative for everything that he he put into my life. But he said something that was so powerful to me. He said he asked the, he asked everybody in the room, how many of you are miserable? And we were about we were about eight weeks into the first trimester of chiropractic school. So most of us were getting our brains beat out. I mean, we were literally getting our tails handed to us. And when he asked the question, how many people are you miserable and wondering why you're doing this? And, you know, this isn't what you thought it was going to be. And over half the room raised their hand. They raised their hand. And and I was one of them. Uh, my mom died six weeks after I started chiropractic school. So I was coming off of her death right into the right into the fire. My school wasn't going that great. I was exhausted. I was tired. My grades were terrible. Everything in life was terrible. Every single thing that seemed like it could be going wrong was going wrong. And I mean, I literally probably late raised my hand the highest and his next statement changed my life forever. He said, you're going to feel that way until you find a purpose bigger than yourself. And that changed everything for me. You're going to feel that way until you find a purpose bigger than yourself. So that's been kind of one of my golden rules is, is find a purpose bigger than you. Because as long as we are sitting around being concerned and being being worried about where our lives are headed because we really don't know where things are headed. We have no idea. We can assume things, but how often do things really turn out exactly the way we expect it? Very rarely does that happen. So when you find a purpose bigger than you, it makes your problem seem pretty small. Um, most of you are listening to this on some kind of smart device or a computer probably in an air-conditioned car or an air-conditioned house or apartment or, or office. Um, things aren't that bad. There are people right now trying to figure out where their next drop of water is going to come from. You know, And the water that they find is not going to be clean water. It's not going to come from a, a, a bottle that's crystal clear or anything like that. It's going to be full of dirt. You hope, you hope that God it doesn't have a microbe in it that's going to kill you faster than the coronavirus, right? So ultimately... There are people in the world that have it way worse, way worse than we do. So it may seem like the world is coming to an end and closing in on us. But at the end of it all, when we find a purpose bigger than ourselves, all of a sudden that changes everything. It makes our problems seem small and we don't take the time. We don't take the time to worry about and be concerned about and be consumed by our minuscule problems, right? And that's what I love about this country. I love the fact that whenever we have a natural disaster, all of a sudden, everything goes away. People unite and they help each other out. You know, if, if, if you needed groceries and I had them, I would give them to you without thinking twice about it. You know, if you needed a ride in my boat and I had one, you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't think twice about giving you a ride. You know, if I, if you had something that I needed, I mean, I love it when, when natural disasters occur because it unifies everyone. Everyone comes together. Race doesn't matter. Um, socioeconomic status doesn't matter. None of these things matter. All we see is people that need help. And if we can help them, we find a way to help them. And that's really what this country is about. It's just a shame that it takes a natural disaster before we stop, stop fighting one another and we lay down our divisions and say, you know what, we got to unite together to get through this, right? But it's because there's a purpose bigger than ourselves. When Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, it was a beautiful thing to watch how this worked. I mean, literally, you know, the Cajun Navy comes in with all their boats and all their stuff and they help people out. And then I remember one of the, I keep up with uh, UFC and MMA stuff and, and Derek Lewis, he's from Houston. He had this big jacked up pickup and he's riding around picking people up in this big pickup. You know, I'm sure when he bought this pickup, he probably intended 
for never to, to get in the mud and the water and all this stuff. But he found a use for this thing. What started out to be as something that was probably just fun to him actually helped save some people's lives and help people out. Here he was driving around in this six foot tall pickup picking people up. And it's because he had a purpose. He had a purpose bigger than him. All of a sudden, it wasn't about his next fight or his next training day or the, you know, the the the, the being the winning the belt or any of that kind of stuff. It was all about people need help, so we were there to help them. So the first thing you can do to help get your focus and gain your focus is find a purpose bigger than yourself. You know, last March, that's what I did. I just saw that people needed help, and I said, you know, we are in the business of helping people. Let's help people regardless of the craziness that's happening around us. Let's go help people, right? So uh, all of a sudden that changed everything. It made it a lot less painful, made life a lot more enjoyable, and we got excited about our journey. Number two, the next thing I would say is be thankful. Be thankful. This kind of goes in what I was saying. Um, we, we are watching the United States definitely tip on its heels. I mean, I, I think it's, it's as close to as bad. I didn't live through the Great Depression in times like that, but I will say uh, it's as bad as we've ever seen it. I mean, it's tough. It's tough times. We've got, you know, we've got really a lot of things happening in this country that none of which we can control, okay? So that's, that's the, another thing we have to realize. We can't control a lot of this stuff. So why are we going to literally make ourselves physically ill worrying about it or being concerned about it or losing sleep over it. All we can do is really start to give this stuff to God, but most importantly, be thankful for what you do have. It may, it may be less than you had yesterday or the day before, but at some point, if you get focused, you're going to be able to get more. There is more opportunity right now in the United States than there is anywhere else in the world. I know that seems hard to believe, but you, you name another place in the world that you would like to go with nothing and start a business, start a career and build yourself up to potentially have something. When you put it like that, there's no better place to be. So every time there is a major problem, it also creates a major opportunity. Problems create opportunities. If you figure out how to solve problems, you will have plenty of opportunity. And that's basically where every device, everything in this world has come from is someone saw a problem and they created a solution. And that was just a simple opportunity. They, they filled a void and all of a sudden now everybody had to have it, right? So um, don't be concerned about problems. Problems create opportunities. We just got to realize that there's always an opportunity to make something better, help someone else out. Uh, that purpose bigger than you is most important, but be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for the opportunity. Me, I'm thankful for the second chance. I mean, this darn thing nearly killed me for really no apparent reason other than a bunch of evil people at B. But even then, it's still, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. It's it's, I am so much better as a person. I'm so much better in my faith. I'm so much better in my outlook on life. I'm so much more thankful for the simple things around me. I've never looked at so many sunrises and sunsets and clouds in the sky and stars in the sky and been appreciative of it as I am now. And it's simply because my whole world almost came to a stop through this whole ordeal. But I'm thankful for that because it just changed the way I live my life moving forward. So number three Get rid of all the fear in your life. Uh, we are we are designed to either walk by faith or walk by fear. And fear and faith cannot coexist, okay? Fear and faith do not go together. Um, so if you're spending lots of time in your Bible and at church and, and Bible study and doing these things, but you're still living a life of fear, full of fear, that means you still haven't found your faith. 
Faith and fear cannot coexist. We've got to find, we've got to find that faith and walk by faith. Uh, fear makes you sick. It raises your blood pressure. It causes stress, anxiety, tension. Uh, it does all kinds of things physiology, physiologically to your body. I mean, it literally starts to tear your body up, but it doesn't allow you to make clear decisions. It kills your creativity, okay? So when you're scared, it's hard to come up with your next great idea. It's hard to find the spirit to want to help someone else when you're, when you're afraid yourself. So find a way to get rid of the fear. If other people are putting fear in your life, you got to get rid of those people. I mean, first thing you do is you have a talk to them and talk with them and say, you know what? Uh, I don't want to know about anything in your life that's that's negative or that creates stress, anxiety, or fear in my life. Okay, so don't bring me anything but good news, and I really don't care what happens. I mean, literally, the house could be burning down, but don't tell me about it unless uh, don't tell me about it unless you can find a way to to bring some positive positive uh, reinforcement behind it. You know, the house burned down, but guess what? The insurance check's on the way. Then you can tell me about it. Otherwise, let that sucker burn. Keep rolling. <laughs> so uh, remove fear from your life. Remove the people that that instill fear in your life. And, and really ask yourself, what is it? What makes you concerned? What scares you so much that you can't sleep at what night? What's what's literally turning your stomach to where you have irregular bowel syndrome and those kind of things, uh, all because of fear. Right. So ask yourself, where is your faith? I mean, pray for your faith, find your faith, dig deep into your faith and give that stuff to God, because only God can handle what's happening right now. This is too big for any of us. It's too big for me. It's too big for a small army. So we're not going to fix this stuff alone. But we do have we have the most powerful thing in the world to help us. And that is our faith. Right. So lean on that faith. Get to know your faith. Create this intimate, intimate relationship with God. And that way. Where you have faith, there's no room for fear. So I would say get rid of the fear. The next thing is understand that this is number five. So we're, we're rolling through these pretty good. We're going to get halfway there today, and then we'll, 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 uh, we'll pick up next week with the, second, with the second part. But number five is don't be afraid of isolation. Um, for whatever reason, um, society has led us to a place where people really hate to be alone, right? They hate to be alone. They hate being in quiet rooms. I've seen people where they couldn't even sit in a quiet room. They had to have the radio going or the TV going or, you know, some kind of racket, some kind of noise. And it's kind of interesting to me, but but a lot of great things happen in isolation. Your best ideas are going to come from isolation. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're getting to know yourself and making yourself better and in truly examining yourself and figuring out how can you be better? What's holding you back? What's keeping you from being the best you? A lot of those answers are going to come from isolation. A lot of times they're going to be come from literally these still quiet moments in life. The main thing with isolation is don't waste your isolation opportunity, right? So when the kids are gone and the husband's gone or the wife's gone and, and you just have a moment to yourself, make sure you don't waste it. Don't waste it watching daytime TV don't waste it trying to change someone's opinion on the internet over whether to wear a mask or not wear a mask or vaccinate or not vaccinate or, you know, any of the stuff that's happening where the borders should be open or closed. I mean, we literally, we can find more stupid things to fight over that none of us are ever going to be able to change, right? We're never going to be able to change this single-handedly, you know, hopefully, hopefully in elections and things like that, the democracy will prevail. It will work the way it's supposed to work. But otherwise, that's about all we can do. So the idea that we're going to let this steal our joy and happiness, use the moments of isolation wisely. You know, don't watch daytime TV. Don't spend it 
on social media fighting. Um, you know, one of my favorite Bible verses, uh, I have many favorites, but this is one of my favorites. It says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, being still, being in isolation, that's when God speaks to you. That's when you can feel God. That's when you can hear God. And this is where the solutions to your problems come to you. All of a sudden, you're going to have great ideas and you're going to have, you're going to get charged up and excite, excited. Uh, so isolation is not a bad thing. I think a lot of the things that are happening are causing a lot of people to be isolated, to be alone, but use this wisely. Be thankful for it. It may be the blessing you need just to call call time out. You know, sometimes you can be in the middle of playing a great game, things are going well, and then you just have a bad couple of minutes. You know, in basketball, you might have a few turnovers. You know, in football, you might have a you might have a fumble, right? Or in golf, you might have a, a double bogey. Uh, sometimes you just have to take a minute and regather, regroup, and ask yourself, you know, what, what's going on? What's happening? How can I fix this? And you got to re-motivate yourself, refocus, get yourself regrouped, and, and go out and do better. And we see this happen in basketball, golf, um, um, as well as football. But this happens in life as well. I mean, it, it's when I tell people all the time, you don't, you never have a bad day. You have a bad couple of minutes. Now, you have a bad couple of minutes that you allow to dictate your day, but how much would it change if after that bad couple of minutes, you just like call time out, go get an isolation. The Bible calls it an altar. You go find your altar, you regroup, you get charged up, you give your stuff to God, and you come back out a different person. Your physiology changes, you're charged up, you're ready to go, you're ready to take on the rest of the day, and you don't let that bad couple of minutes uh, steal your joy for the rest of the day. So don't be afraid to be in isolation. Now let's go back through these, and we're going to go back through these one by one. I'm just going to hit the headlines of these. Number one is find a purpose bigger than yourself. Find that purpose bigger than you. This makes your problems feel small, okay? It makes them go away. There are people in the world that have far bigger problems than we could ever imagine, we could ever dream of. Um, so find a purpose bigger than you. Number two, be thankful. Be thankful for where we're at. Maybe possibly even be thankful for this whole pandemic. I truly believe on the other side of this, a lot of great things are going to happen. You've heard me talk about it before. I think some good is going to come from this. I think we are going to stop delegating so many things that dictate our sustainability. And ultimately, I believe that people are going to get back to doing the things that we should have been doing. We should have never delegated. We should have never delegated our education system. We should have never delegated our food supply. We should have never delegated our personal security. Uh, I think we're going to take a lot of those things back and just start being sustainable instead of working our whole entire lives for a retirement that may or may not happen. Okay, so be thankful. Next, get rid of the fear in your life. Okay, where there's faith, there is not fear. Fear and faith do not coexist. Okay, so make sure you do everything you can to find that fear and face that fear and get rid of that fear. Replace that fear with faith that things are going to get better. This is just a part of your walk. It's a part of your journey. Good things are going to happen from there. And then the last thing is, uh, um, last thing is isolation. Okay, so so don't be afraid for don't be afraid um, to be isolated. Right? Don't be afraid of isolation. Isolation is where your best thoughts, best ideas, you can hear God, you can feel God. This is where God really starts to work in your life. That was four. Unfortunately, I skipped one. So I'm going to go back and pick up that, that one I skipped. Uh, the fifth one is, is surround yourself with positive people. 
happy, joyful, positive people that are productive. If you're seeing people around you that are experiencing exponential growth, exponential growth in their spiritual life, uh, their business or professional life, uh, they're experiencing exponential growth in their overall health, they're getting more fit, they're getting leaner, they're, and, and it just seems like good things are happening in the middle of all this. They're able to purchase new cars and new homes and go places, and it seems like they have no worry, right? Life's better than it's ever been for them, that's the people you want to spend your time with. Now, when you spend time with these people, you want to make sure you're not that person that's sucking the life out of them. You want to make sure that you are there to be a student. You want what they have. How are they doing it? Happy people who are extremely successful are actually thrilled to share their success, how they did it, how it happened. Everybody has a story, but surround yourself with those people. Get rid of the people that are that are sucking the life out of you and put all this fear and hatred and anger and bitterness and all, every time they see you, they're literally trying to change your mind or change your opinion or control you. Remember, the greatest unhappiness you'll ever find in this entire planet is when you try to control other people. And that's why the that's why the country's at each other now is because uh, the vax people want to control the unvax people and the unvax people want to control the vax people, right? And the mask wearers want to control the non-mask wearers and the and the, and the non-mask wearers want to control the mask wearers, right? So quit trying to control people. I mean, that's that's the greatest source of unhappiness. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we're here to do. You know, we the beauty of America is, is the one key word, and that's freedom. We should have the freedom to be able to do exactly what we feel is best for us. Okay. So we, we do a little research, we educate ourselves, we make a decision and go with it. And whatever decision we make, we, we, we should believe in that decision wholeheartedly and uh, not turn back and not second guess ourselves and just live with it, go with it. I mean, sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's going to going to be very, very prosperous. Another time it's going to fail, but that's okay. No matter what it is, make your decision, go, don't dwell on it. Don't live in stress. Don't live in worry, but surround yourself with people who are doing great things. So find your purpose bigger than yourself. Be thankful. Get rid of the fear in your life. Surround yourself with positive people that are growing exponentially and isolation is okay because isolation is where you're going to find yourself. You're going to find your best you. We'll be back same time, same place next week. I hope this helps you be the best you you can be in the middle of the craziest time this country has ever seen. God bless. <laughs>